Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. It's party time. Hello, power partners. Welcome to Star Style, be the star you are. It's our informational playground brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Rippey. And we, we are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. We want to catapult you from wishing upon a star and dreaming the dream to actually making it happen in your life. So the miracle moment from today is by Alvin Toffler, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. That is such a true statement. (laughs) Isn't that that interesting? That is very interesting. I thought it's a great one because it's like we're constantly learning things every day, and if we're not open to change and open to new things and willing to unlearn some of the crazy things we learned, we're never going to be successful. So I, I, thought that, I feel that's like perfect. it's such a, a, a statement of how, you know, we are such a technology world now that, you know, so many people, and I know I, even me being, you know, Gen X or whatever, that I should be, you are the, you are the, my, my tech support person. I view it as that, is that so many people are very resistant to change, to learning all this new stuff, but it's the way of the future that, you know, more and more school kids are writing less, that, you know, they're at computers and they're typing and, you know, things we, 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 uh, we communicate less verbally and handwritten-wise that we, you know, we use all this um, electronical communication now. So exactly. I, I well, very and actually, much that kind of the change of the time. That's what I'm going to be discussing in uh, segment three is digital technology versus printed books. You know, I'm still, I still really love reading a real book, but 
it is yeah. uh, it, it is changing. People are completely tech savvy, and as you said, the little of the kids just on Mother's Day being up at the ranch with the family and watching. Uh, I guess it'd be my great nephew because it's my niece's son. Braden, who is just two years old, and he had some kind of device, and he was like pushing buttons, and his little sister, who's only eight months old, was already learning to do it. And I was like, Um, oh my goodness, this is really, really crazy. Well, let's tell everybody what we're going to be talking about today, because I think we have a great show. So coming right up, Heather's going to talk about allergy-proofing our homes, because it is definitely allergy season. And it seems that almost everybody you're talking to is sniffing and, and sneezing. And, you know, they, it's just, it seems to be an uncomfortable time. But it's allergies. And a lot of the uh, allergies we're bringing into our houses and, or it's already here. So ways to get rid of it. In segment two, uh, we are going to uh, be interviewing our Express Yourself teen host, Ryan Sim who has been with us a long time, and he's a long-time volunteer for, for Be The Star You Are, and he was actually a guest coordinator for our teen radio show. So it was he's very interesting, and he's off to Harvard this year. And I, this is my effort wow. to kind of showcase. I'm very impressed with these kids this year. Uh, I also just found out on Saturday that our director of concerts, uh, Andrew Wang, he it just got accepted to Cornell. So I have four oh four volunteers at Harvard. You know, we have Cornell, we have NYU, we have Stanford. I think it's oh. four of them at Cal Berkeley, my alma mater. Uh, we have Brown, we have Smith, uh, it's or Pepperdine. I mean, it is unbelievable how great oh. these Be The Star You Are uh, volunteers are doing. And that's really part of my mission. I was talking earlier to some of them and saying, it's not just what Be The Star You Are does for the world and for the beneficiaries and for people, you know, who are part of shelters and stuff. I really believe in taking care of the volunteers, and that's really what I focus on a lot is mentoring and guiding them. And then getting to that in segment three, as I said, we're going to be talking about digital technology and a lot of information about parents and what they're doing with their kids. So a really great, very uh, action-packed show for you today so tune in turn it up and grab your cup of tea as I always have ours so Heather let's get to how to allergy proof the house because as we know and we've talked about in other shows especially like when we travel things to do you know to keep safe when we travel but very often we forget that our houses are filled with allergens as well so Let's talk about some of the tips that we can do to so that we can stop all this sneezing and sniffling and and being you know having these symptoms of colds when they really aren't colds. Oh my gosh! Well, that was a whole another thing I must say about traveling of of you and I don't mean you as in you I mean you as in like every person in the world a human in general of how we are versus at home versus when we travel. I must say I'm one of those people at home I. I wouldn't say a neat freak, but I definitely, I like a clean house. I like organization. Everyone sort of has, you know, you, you have the junk drawer, you have the things, but you like, I like things clean and all the, and surfaces. When I yeah, travel, I will say I'm a little messy mouse. I always feel very bad for 
the housekeeping, you know, when you go to a hotel, of I just sort of, my, it's like my suitcase just exploded all over the, the room, and I feel like very, it's a very um, interesting uh, paradigm, this, this weird kind of thing. But anyways, getting to the air we breathe, and you must know when people, a lot of times, you know, we, we know about seasonal allergies, and especially um, if you're where are, you know, in California, they actually... On the news, they, they will do nightly reports about the, the air quality. And there's so many things that we know we live in this industrial world, you know, pollutants, perfumes, all things. But in your, within your own home, a lot of those allergies, itchy eyes, skin rashes, things could be beyond than uh, just, you know, a food allergy or, or out di- outside exposure. It could be within your home. So my first biggest, uh, you know, thing is just saying ventilation. Open windows, cross ventilation. A lot of times people, and if you don't have the luxury of having a backyard or a balcony or, or anything, um, most certainly uh, you will have at least windows within your house. Is open windows and possibly just have a screen. Fresh air coming in, and especially if you can have a, a full-on cross ventilation, so one having one side open versus another, even if it's just a small window, that's going to create free air within rooms. Because as you know, when you block something off, when you close it in, that's where how odors get in. That's how allergens. That's how bacteria just breathes in these closed, confined spaces. Well, I am so such a big person with fresh air. I mean, when I travel, I absolutely always want to have a balcony or at least windows that open. And that's the hardest thing if I go to New York or some city where there, you know, there's not a lot of that. It's like I feel very claustrophobic, and I don't, I, I don't feel like I can breathe. Anything fresh. I feel, um, I don't know what the word is. I kind of feel like I'm in a vacuum if I don't have yeah. windows. Yeah. No, thank you. And so, and that's another thing too. So, also having fans going. See, you know, I, I personally in our house now that I have uh, the, you know, screen doors open. And that's the one thing too. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's summertime. Um, in the summertime, I have to be careful because with the screens open, uh, that a lot of um, those bugs that I don't want in the house seem to make their way into the house. So using screens, it's hard sometimes you know, if you have a pet, having pet doors, or just keeping things very minimal open. Um, but, again, having that cross-ventilation, having a nice little fan going, and it goes, too, for when it comes for rooms that are, um, are going to be closed, a.k.a. a shower. As we know, back, um, you know, it's, a, it's interesting, too, that the shower or your bathtub is the place you cleanse. It's also part of one of the dirtiest places. And because of that, because hot water, as we know, steam, things, bacteria loves warm, moist, dark places. So when you're taking a shower or bath, let ventilation in. If you're lucky enough to have um, a window in your bathroom, that's the best kind of ventilation that you can have because that's just the fresh air. We're just taking that out. If you don't have that, um, having an, a fan in it, uh, usually you know an, an inside, you know, built into the ceiling, or bringing in a room fair and or having the door open. We actually have this weird thing for our house that we have such sensitive smoke detectors that. Steam sets off the smoke detectors, and that oh, is a horrible situation when you are naked in the shower, and all of a sudden your 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 uh, fire alarm <laughs> go, is going off, crazy. So well, I, I don't have the luxury of keeping doors open. I want to so, say something about keeping doors open too, because you brought up the mold or the mildew thing. Is uh, many people who have a, a laundry room or or they have a washer and dryer, if you have a front loading washer. Very often, if you keep those doors shut, what's going to happen? You're going to get a lot of 
mold and mildew in there. And so it's recommended to keep your, if you have front load washing machines, keep them open. The same thing with shower doors, uh, what you were saying, is if you can open them a bit so that the, you know, that the hot, moist water doesn't stay in there and wipe down the doors, you're going to eliminate a lot of that bacteria that's going to cause issues for you. Yeah, so something I actually do, I have a glass window, I have glass windows uh, in, in the bathroom, the shower door. And after each time I shower, I have this little spray bottle thing that's a, a water bleach mixture. And every time I spray it in there, that's just to kill the bacteria. Even though I've just taken a shower with all that good smelling stuff, I spray that in there because otherwise it's going to become this bacteria ground. And when I'm one of those people, when I think about that stuff, it makes going into the bathroom very icky, gross. So I just spray it down. I just spray it down and I feel so much better about it. And then it's true, it really kills off the bacteria and the molds. But again, um, when it comes to cleaning, sometimes cleaning can be the thing that's making sick. And it's not not cleaning your things properly. So again, vacuuming, you should vacuum truly um, at least once a week. I'm someone uh, probably about three to four times, probably every other day um, because we have a great powerful vacuum and we have a pet, which is an additional um, indoor-outside allergen uh, that makes things a little, you know, we have a dog in the house. Um, but things to do um, probably every couple of months, it's those, the tedious things no one wants to do, but cleaning out your vacuum. I did this recently. It was a gross and not fun process, but it didn't take a long time. It just felt like who wants to be doing this of taking the vacuum apart and cleaning out all the little things. And actually on your vacuum, so there's little things that say that they should be cleaned properly because what happens over time is even if you're taking good care, even if you get your, your carpets washed and all that things, is over time bacteria, you know, you're, you're, you have a party, you vacuum up, you know, crackers and whatever. Bacteria and it smells. Interesting odors start to happen over time. What odors are are just bacteria is the main thing. Um, and when you go to vacuum your carpets, those those smells, those weird things, are just getting basically vacuumed all over. They may be cleaning up the dirt or the new things that's on it, but then it's spreading this bacteria that's in there from before and these interesting odors. And oftentimes, you know, if you're close to your carpet, you start smelling those odd smells. Now, I want to mention something about vacuuming as well, and that is what Heather's saying about checking your vacuum. It's critical. I was vacuuming the other day, and it just didn't seem to be doing it properly, or there was like a little minute amount of dust coming out. I took the vacuum outside, unzipped it. Turns out that the bag had completely broken inside the bag, and basically it was just putting more dust back into my house. So, you know, and the bag was new. So you just don't know. And I recently bought a a new uh, vacuum that is bagless, and it has like a heap of filter in it that you wash every three months. And I really like this better. It sets better, and I, I have more control over keeping things clean. So just a thought. Yeah, that's what we have. One of the ones with the clear plot that that emptying. We have that. We don't. We we have bagless. It's like I can see exactly what's going in there, which right. always I blows like my that. mind because you're like, oh my god, I just vacuumed, and that's what's on here. Um, but again, keeping those things clean. Um, another thing too is. 
I, you know, I'm someone, I love having candles burning in the house. I love when I walk in and it has that, that, that nice smell. But that can also be an additional allergen is having candles. I know sometimes I'm probably not doing myself justice with it. So even with these candles, I have to have fresh ventilation. And a lot of those sort of those uh, little sprays or um, little plug-in things, those can be actually even more um, allergens to yourself. So actually kind of ditch those plug-in things. And they've, they've right. I was going to say that cause... those are actually, some of them are carcinogen. So it's like just get rid of those. Do the fresh air. That's the best thing. You know, uh, squeeze lemon juice around, that kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, and then, too, just, again, the interesting thing about keeping your house clean, uh, there's always this uh, kind of move about fresh products. And we've talked on previous shows before about how you can, for, you know, budgeting-wise, make basically your own, quote-unquote, organic fresh products. Um, but one, a really great, fantastic cleaner that's um, really wonderful on, um, almost, I won't say all surfaces, I would be careful of wood, but uh, granite, glass, uh, um, the plastic love, I'm blanking on the word of it, but um, it starts with an L. Anyways, it's on floors and stuff, is a vinegar solution, vinegar and water. And actually, that may sound like it'd be pungent, but it actually makes the house smell very clean. And it's one of those things that doesn't have these chemicals because a lot of times these great, even things, again, I love bleach for things, but it has a lot of very high chemical content um, of it. And those cause, that's what you're, when your eyes burn and you feel itchy and you, you have a hard time breathing, it's because of these chemicals. And, and another thing, too, when you are doing the, a big clean scrubbing in the house, again, open ventilation, fans, because these are things basically you're just going to be breathing in toxins, which are, you know, harmful for your respiratory system, your eyes, your skin, um, which can cause, you know, all these kinds of uh, skin rashes and things, and, and which brings to mold. I've, I actually had a, an experience once with having mold in the house. It was, or in, it was in this tiny apartment that I had. That apartment's actually been destroyed now. I hope, hope it wasn't because of the mold situation. But to be aware of that, we know about these big toxic mold situations, but there's also can be small molds. Um, under, you know, a leaky faucet or in little crevices is mold likes dark places, dark, moist, deep places. So be aware of your house when you're cleaning throughout that um, of checking these things because these little tiny things um, that are within your house are causing these unknown allergens. So when you spot these, a great way to do, um, as you kind of taught me to, is doing these kind of spot sprays of with um, bleach or scrubbing these things out, um, using a bleach and water, um, uh, just sort of a 50-50 amount. Um, again, have fresh air going through, but that will clean these things out up in an instantly, so that will event it um, from going into your skin and your eyes. And things these are over time, small things, um, washing blankets, um, a big thing, you know, sort of something, uh, you know, uh, an, an allude to Mother's Day and the many things of growing up, you know, the task and things, you know, we had to make our beds, but also washing the sheets that, you know, you, one, it's funny, I kind of touched on first when I started talking about how when you go on vacation, it's that thing, you know, you leave for the room and you come back and that magical clean fairy has come and made your bed and doing that. And you see in hotels now that they make their 
um, uh, trying to, to help to be more water conscious. They say, you know, if you just leave things, uh, leave the towel, you know, uh, in a certain place, that means, you know, don't wash it on the ground. It means it will. I'm all for washing your towels and your bed sheets. Um, I'm someone actually probably exactly. every two washes, I wash towels. Um, they say up to three or four, but either way, it's just it's a, a, a wet material that's going to grain um, bacteria on it with your bed sheets. You should wash them at least once a week, two weeks pushing it, um, and do your cover. Probably at least once a week. I usually don't do our, our uh, duvet cover uh, at least once a month because it's just such a hassle to get the thing in there. But your sheets, think about it. At nighttime, you sweat. You actually shed off skin cells, um, dust mites, all these things that really make the world, again, seem so gross. Um, but to wash that up, we all know how good it feels to be in clean sheets. And this will also get off those various smells. You know, there's those times that maybe we're too lazy, tired, intoxicated, whatever it may be, that we crawl into bed, that we still have our makeup on, uh, the various smells from our body from the day. And then when you go back, you lay your, that you can smell it in your pillow and your skin. So it's just re-getting off to you. That's also something right. that will be just fun for you. Well, we are out of time, and the so this was really great. The one thing that I just wanted to throw out there, because I think it's a great idea if you have little kids and you have a lot of stuffed animals, uh, to help keep your stuffed animals from getting too uh, rancid, throw them in the dryer once in a while and just let that hot air fluff them up and, and uh, clean them. So, Heather, oh, do you want to wind it. it up? Yeah, and the, the biggest allergen, the one thing, again, the mother's greatest thing I learned is no shoes in the house. Is that right. think about what your shoes touch and things is that you wouldn't lay all, your, all over your shoes. So why would you want that on your carpet? That creates that house where it's those dirty, dingy. So take shoes off, have a big bowl of socks, have something. You know, I'm all for the indoor house booties, wearing that. Don't wear those shoes outside. If you have, um, speaking of pets, usually the most... Uh, non-allergen, uh, 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 hypoallergenic animal is a fish. But be cautious about always continuously cleaning out fish tanks because over time they can create mildew, uh, gross things that can smell up the house and cause additional allergens. Certain plants that you can put in your house can get rid of or can help um, alleviate allergens, but at the same time, certain ones can cause uh, more. And, and too, if, when it comes to watering your plants, you are the green lady when it comes to of, of all things, but also being mindful of how much and how uh, uh, about how much water or how lack of water plants need to get because if you overwater plants, again, that will cause mold. So these things, most importantly, we want you to check out our website. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. Well, excellent. So be cautious, be clean, and you'll be allergy-free. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And stay with us because when we come back from break, you're going to meet a host of Express Yourself Teen Radio. Ryan Sim will be with us. Don't go away. The star you are. The star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. 
Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are, where we are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Well, every week we bring you the pioneers on the planet, the movers and shakers, the people who are really making a difference in the world, making it a better place for all of us. And in an effort to continue profiling a few of our amazing Express Yourselves hosts and Be The Star You Are volunteers, today I want to bring to you a very excellent volunteer, Ryan Sim, who started with Be The Star You Are as a book reviewer. He became our radio guest researcher for Express Yourself, and he then went on to be our global youth talk reporter on Express Yourself and is a host there. So welcome, Ryan, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hi, Miss Ryan. It's great to be here. Well, I'm really excited for you because, first of all, I want to congratulate you. You got into Harvard, and you were one of the early uh, the early birds that they let know. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about attending. Thank you so much. Yes, and you went a couple of weeks ago to the Harvard, uh, what was it, the Freshman Day or the, well, I don't know what it was called. Yeah, um, it was called the Visitas Weekend, and um, actually was able to see um, the other radio host there, Hannah. Hannah, and- so Hannah was very excited. She said that, you know, it's the first time, uh, for those who don't know, when you do radio very often, you don't meet your other <laughs> your other co-people. You know each other by voice, and you're on the radio together, but you're not sitting across from each other in a studio. So you actually got to spend time together, and I understand that of all the interesting people that you guys met at Harvard and many of the students who are doing amazing things, you were the only ones that you know of that were actually hosts on radio shows. Yeah, actually, we were um, talking about that. And, like, even though everyone had done all these, like, crazy, amazing things with, like, their medical research or, like, their different political stuff, we were actually, I think, one of the only ones who were radio hosts. So um, I think that it really made us um, 
special and unique there among like all of these really crazy people. Yeah. So it's just really amazing. Yeah. Out of really accomplished people. That must have made you feel really good. Yeah, definitely. It was really cool. And Hannah was saying something to me that you're gonna you're thinking about maybe you'll do some broadcasts from from Harvard. You'll have to do something like that, right? Oh yeah, we were talking and then we were like, oh maybe we should have like some sort of um broadcasting thing at Harvard too and then we can like definitely keep in touch with Miss Brian and um be the star you are and maybe keep this whole um communications thing going and we were both just really excited about that idea. I think it is a wonderful idea. Well, let's talk about you, Ryan, because you've been really dedicated volunteer of Be the Star You Are and what impressed me so much is when you uh, you've just finished three years of being a, a, a the guest researcher for Express Yourself Teen Radio. And you were so diligent in turning in spreadsheets every Friday. You were doing all this kind of research. And then on top of that, you were doing your radio segment, Global Youth Talk, because you are an avid model UN enthusiast. Tell us about your interest in current events and um, what you did with the Model UN and, you know, how this all kind of worked together with you being a radio reporter and a radio host. Okay, so um, I've always been um, pretty interested in current events, um, even since when I was young. And then I think that interest really um, became an even bigger thing when I entered high school because of speech and debate and model United Nations and just um, entering these like different classes like my AP government, my AP United States history class, where um, I was just really exposed to all of these different things that are affecting our society. And, um, you know, I really wanted to learn more. So um, I got involved with some different local politicians like the Danville mayor, as well as the Contra Costa County supervisor, so that I could learn how to um, really get involved with these current events like not just be someone who's like a passive observer of these current events but someone that can actually cause some sort of change and like someone who can actually um, really bring about some sort of action that happens in our society so um, I was just always really interested in these different things Model UN was always really awesome for me because the whole thing about Model UN is that um, you represent these different countries it's sort of like role playing mixed with debate and um, I was always just I really loved to do Model UN because of how much it just taught me to put myself into other people's shoes like I would be representing Afghanistan at one uh, conference and then the next conference I'll be representing a country like Brazil so um, it just really helped me to um, be able to put myself into other countries shoes see things from their perspective which I tried to bring to um, to Global Youth Talk, actually, because um, at Global Youth Talk for the past um, few years, I've really tried to um, try and see things from other um, teens' perspectives in these other countries, too, because um, I know that oftentimes we um, tend to think of things in terms of, like, how things are affecting us as the United States citizens, but um, sometimes we forget that as like a international community that's constantly growing and constantly expanding, that there are other teens in these other countries too who are being affected just as much as we are by these different things, whether it be like climate change or terrorism or all sorts of these different things. Um, 
teenagers all around the world are being affected by these different current events. So um, I was just really hoping through um, Be The Star You Are um, to reach out to these different teens around the world and um, really be able to empower them in the same way that I feel like Be The Star You Are has done for me these past years as well as um, my different experiences throughout high school. And you really have empowered the airwaves with your experiences and your perspectives. As you said, do you feel that through the model, you and Ryan, that you feel more connected to the youth around the world and kind of know that, you know, even though we have our differences, we have more similarities than we do differences? Oh, definitely. Like, just... um Attending Model UN conferences, first of all, um, I was really exposed to all these different students from even all around the world. Like I remember at this Berkeley Model UN conference, I was working together with people who were delegates from China and Pakistan. Like they weren't just representing uh, China and Pakistan, but they were actually from China and Pakistan. So um, it was really cool to be able to talk to teens from all around the world um, at these different Model UN conferences. But um, just secondly, um, being able to really see things from the other side sort of and um, see these other people's perspectives from these um, other countries when they're representing them during Model UN was really interesting too and I think um, through Model UN I've really just learned a lot about myself as a person who um, is involved in current events but I've also learned about other people too I think around the world and I've just like you said before realized how even though it seems like there's so many differences between all of us around the world there's actually a lot more similarities than we think so all these different we really are like one big family yeah yeah exactly and I think what I really like about what you did with global youth talk as well as your work with the model UN is that it's going to take the young people of our world to bring our world together And the more that we can connect through conversation, I believe that it's going to eradicate, hopefully, the the warfare and the disturbances that we have. Because if more people connect on a level as you did with people who are not just representing a country, but actually from a country, then we see our commonalities and, and we can experience one another as friends as opposed to foes or listening to all of the, uh, the uh, uh, what is it, I want to say like, you know, like paparazzi when they talk, when they make things up. It's like, like brainwashing that goes on that mm, countries yeah. tend to do. So now that you're going to Harvard, are, have you declared a major? Do you know what you want to focus on? Is it going to be governments? Is it going to be the world, you know, and, you know, uh, global communications? So um, I haven't completely decided on my major yet, but um, I my intended major right now is government, and that is where I'm leaning towards. But um, I feel like throughout high school and um, just my years growing up, I'd really like to be exposed to um, other sorts of things out there, too. So I'm definitely open to different majors. But right now, I'm mostly interested in government and maybe an international focus as well. So has being a reporter and host on Express Yourself helped you to experience the, the world in a different way and to communicate what your beliefs were and are more so than, you know, just participating in events? Do you think that the radio was a good platform? 
Oh, definitely. The radio was an awesome platform. Um, just being able to not only like be a host and be researching these um, different events that are happening around the world, but also being able to just um, interact with these different um, minds around the world. Because like not only were we just talking with like me, Hannah, and um, other people who are hosts, but we were also talking with these radio guests who um, sometimes like came from these different places that um, I felt gave me a really rich, um, varied perspective as I. Um, applied to colleges and uh, and ultimately going to Harvard. And what about your friends and you know your peer groups? What uh, what are they planning to do? Uh, have you like maintained relationships with people who are in the same situation as you who all want to go into government, who are part of the UN things or you know have you been able to express yourself in different ways with a you know a great different group of people? Um, I feel like the people at my school tend to lean more towards STEM uh, careers. Like most of the people are trying to go into bioengineering or computer science or things like that. So at my school, um, I I have always been like a little bit different in my interests. Like be the star you are, model UN, things like that. Haven't really um, been that appealing to my friends before, but um, I'm definitely able to connect with them. We're able to have a great time and stuff like that. But um, their plans after college, I think, tend to lean towards that area. So what's it going to be like? You're moving all the way across the United States. Are you prepared for that? Has anybody else in your family gone away for so far? Or how does that feel? Um, Well, it's going to be, um, I think at first like a difficult transition because like it's like all the way across the country and um like i'm gonna have to get used to the cambridge cold too because i'm like a californian native i never really lived anywhere else but at the same time i'm really excited for um this new transition in my life because i feel like it's almost like a new adventure and um my whole life i've been like in this sort of bubble in california and i'm really excited to um like start a new adventure on the East Coast too. Well, and because you want to be a a global interpreter, basically, I mean, you really love, you know, meeting new cultures and new people and experiencing new things. This is going to be the first step towards this new travel adventure or experience that you'll be having, I think, as well. Did you find a big difference between East Coast and West Coast ambiance or you know not to not that maybe the people that you met at Harvard but how about the people who live in that area did you find a big difference between Californians and Bostonians or mm-hmm. you know I bet you that was interesting <laughs> yeah that was interesting um I think just the first big difference that I noticed was um definitely the atmosphere was a lot colder at um in Massachusetts like when I first landed from the plane I felt like my hands were gonna fall off but uh, it it got a lot better like I think I started getting more used to it but um in terms of the people there um I feel like in general like it's not the case for everyone there but um Californians did seem to be a little bit more um relaxed I think than some of the um people in Massachusetts like I noticed that they were all like walking with purpose sort of and like really wanted to get to their places that they needed to get to but um just like I guess like that's just the general impression that I got and that's sort of like the stereotypes that I've heard uh, about like East Coast versus West Coast people but um, I still think that the people there were really awesome. 
I think that you're, you know, what, what may be a real difference uh, is the weather. Because as you said, when you got off the plane, your hands were freezing. You know, there is something to be said when you're in California and you live in flip-flops and shorts mm-hmm. versus, you know, being on the East Coast where it's snowing and you have to have boots and gloves. Oh, and definitely, so yeah. You definitely have to walk with purpose because there's no <laughs> lollygagging or you yeah. might freeze to death. Now, do you have any idea about your rooming situations? Will you be going into a dorm? Are you going to be choosing a roommate? How is that whole process? Um, so what's going to be happening is the rooming uh, selection is completely like based on like a lottery system. So um, I'm, I have to still fill out my housing application, actually. And um, it's pretty long. Like some people have joked that's even longer than the actual Harvard application. But, <laughs> that's funny. Um, you have to fill out about like, actually, you have to fill out a lot of information on that packet. But um, the reason for that is that... Um, Harvard really wants you to get exposed to all of these different people and um, all of these people with these um, different perspectives on life and who have similar um, living habits to you. So um, you fill out all that information, you submit it to Harvard, and then um, I think in a couple months from now, I should be getting back the information about like which house I'm going to be and who I'm going to be rooming with and stuff like that. Well, I bet you are so excited about this. I mean, it's like it, it just it it probably can't get any better. Now, graduation is coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you feel about graduating? I mean, that's like closing a book, you know, closing a chapter on your life. Yeah, it's definitely really bittersweet because um I've grown up with these people at my high school since like maybe kindergarten or first grade. I've known many of them. So you have a long friendship. You have a lot of history together. Yeah, definitely. Like, I've known a lot of the people at my high school for um, many years, and um, it'll be a little bit sad to um, see some of them go. Like, I know that I'll be able to see them during the breaks, but um, it'll definitely be, like, a little bit sad to leave them. But at the same time, I'm also really excited to um, be able to start this new um, journey Um, as I head over to the East Coast and get to meet all these new people. Now, will you be able to continue as a host or at least an occasional reporter on Express Yourself? Or is that that something you won't really know until you know what your schedule is? Yeah, I definitely um, would really like to uh, continue my work with Be The Star You Are because I've just loved to um, work with this organization. But um, I do have to definitely, I think, check my schedule over there and um, hopefully that hope hope that my schedule there isn't too jam-packed with different things and stuff like that. Well, you know that we want you to be continuing with Be The Star You Are. And even if one semester, you know, your schedule is jammed, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Maybe the next one it won't be. Yeah, so no matter what, one. we want you to come back and <laughs> you know, and always remember be the star you are. You have a home here and always a home with express yourself because we've really enjoyed having you be such an integral part of our team. Our star team, you are a star, Ryan. And thank you, Miss Bryant. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you so much and we wish you great success as you go out into this world and you become the global ambassador. Thank you so much, Miss Brian. I'll try my best. <laughs> oh yes. Well, we know that you're going to be going to be great. Well, this was Ryan Sim on his way to Harvard. Listen to him on Express Yourself Teen Radio airs Tuesdays at noon. ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com on the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us today. 
Oh, thank you so much, Ms. Brian, for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Be right back. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the... Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. There are over 100 million people that are over the age of 50 in the United States, and they control 70% of the disposable income. They buy two-thirds of all new cars, half of the computers, one-third of movie tickets. People 50 and older spend $7 billion a year shopping online. 80% of that is on travel. And their dollars flow from their credit cards. So consumers age 50 and older are the third largest economy in the world. Wow, that's huge. And they're trailing only the gross national product of the United States and China. So are older Americans being ignored by the marketplace? Between 2014 and 2030, the population of 50 plus has grown and will grow by 34%. Are you being wise by supporting the older generation or are you still locked into a youth culture when it comes to your business? If you want to boost your bottom line, do a touch of gray. It's going to fatten your wallet and it'll be beneficial to those because age is wise. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, Call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are, you are. and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a life that Thanks again for staying right with us here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. I am your host and personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. Well, it was wonderful to speak with Ryan Sam. I'm always just so impressed by these young people who volunteer with Be The Star You Are and by our hosts and reporters on Express Yourself Teen Radio. So make sure to tune in to them. This past weekend, we had the Moraga Fair, and it was absolutely fabulous. Once again, we want to thank our two sponsors, Brooke Olbrey 
uh, Children's Success Unlimited, as well as Michael Verbrugge Construction. The day was fantastic. We gave away some beautiful um, books. There were book signings. Todd Battle was there with his daddy look, as well as Pete Crooks with uh, the setup, all autographing books for people. There were lots of crafts for kids, and our volunteers were just awesome. So be looking for, we'll be having more events. We have an event coordinator who has come on board. Kamal is her name, and she is looking to make some great things happen in the future. So we're very excited about this. So now I wanted to talk a little bit about parenting in the age of digital technology because as we were speaking earlier in segment one with Heather Brittany, that technology is now ruling the world. So you either get on board or you get lost. And, you know, uh, there are studies out that are showing how parents are incorporating new digital technologies like iPads, smartphones, as well as older media platforms, TV, video games, computers, into their family lives and their parenting practices. Now, the Center the Center on Media and Human Development at Northwestern University partnered, um, w- partnered with, um, with other universities to conduct the extensive surveys of national representatives of more than 2,300 parents of children from birth to eight years old. So here's some information from these surveys. Now, the largest group of parents, roughly half, 47%, are in the the media moderate group, and that means that these parents are spending an average of just under five hours a day using screen media at home. They watch TV for about two hours, they use the computer for about an hour and a half, and they're on their smartphone for about half an hour, and then they'll do maybe their tablets or other devices about 18 minutes. They don't play video games. And while they like TV, they're less likely to list watching TV and movies as a favorite family activity. In fact, um, very few of them say that that is a family activity. Instead, they do things together outside, which I think is fantastic. They're out in nature, taking walks, playing games, etc. And um, that's there, that's 52% of the media moderate, media moderate group as compared to 44% of the media-centric families. Now, children in the media moderate families spend under three hours a day with screen media. Now, what are family activities today? Cooking and eating meals together, which I'm happy to say this is like 66% of the people who list, you know, of these 2,300 families who were interviewed. The next thing was being outside in nature. That's 52%. And being the gardener that I am, that is really important. Reading together, that is uh, 47%. Okay, and that ties right into our literacy efforts here at Be The Star You Are to get more people reading. And then uh, that is followed by playing with toys, games, or doing art projects. 46% of the people are doing that. So watching TV is only coming in at 40%. Singing songs and making music, that was 30%. And I, was, I would love to see that be a little bit higher, only because I think that bringing music and art and any of those, um, those kinds of creativity into the family is good. Now, using computers, tablets, and smartphones was 16%, video games 11%, 
and then participating in clubs or groups was 8%. And then there was, of course, the sports, and doing sports together was about 20% uh, of the time. Now, have new mobile devices made parenting easier? Three in 10 parents say that new mobile devices have made parenting easier, while seven in 10 say it hasn't really done anything. Now, among parents who have both a smartphone and a tablet, and that was 34%, 38% of them say that they have made parenting easier, and then 61% say that it's that it is, they disagree with that. Because the ones that say they don't think that these tools are making it easier, one of the reasons is they feel that they're worried that their children are going to fail to and develop some important social skills because they're spending too much time on devices. And I would agree with that. Uh, I see that all the time with kids who come into me for coaching, that they're on their devices and it's really hard to get them to put them down. Uh, an equal percentage said another reason was it's harder to get their children's attention when they all they ha- always have their heads buried in some kind of device, whether it was a smartphone or a tablet you know, or a computer. I see that as well. Now, for every platform except for video games, parents are more likely to say that technology does have a positive effect on young children's creativity, and it adds to their basic educational skills, although um, there are parents that don't think it has an impact. Now, the majority of parents believe that that computers have had a positive effect on young children's reading and um, as well as math skills. And that television can have a young, has a positive effect for young kids with their speaking skills. And I think that's interesting. They're likely to find things more positive than negative on TV. Uh, They would rather have their kids read than watch TV. And I guess we would, I would agree definitely with that. There was one medium view that runs counter to the trends, and that was video games, because they, people, parents really believe that the effect of gaming on children's reading, math, speaking, and creativity has a negative uh, viewpoint. Now, on our Express Yourself Teen Radio, we do have a, a 10-year-old boy who is a reporter for Game Boys, and he seems to think that video games help with reading math and, um, and creativity, especially with, you know, fine motor movements, etc. So it's interesting when you get a kid's perspective versus the parent's perspective. Now, with parents who are on the media-centric, that means that they really like uh, media. That's about one in four parents. They spend a lot of time using screen and media themselves, an average of 11 hours a day. And that includes more than four hours spent watching TV, three and a half using the computer, two hours at least on a smartphone, a half an hour to an hour on an iPod touch or a tablet. And these parents seem to always like video games too, at least a half an hour a day. Now they tend to have lower incomes. This is interesting than parents who limit their entertainment options. So keep that in mind. 43% have a high school education and, um, and less than 24% have a college degree. So when it comes to technology, we may want to take the middle of the road and we may want to just embark on the reading and math um, tactile experiences. 
the importance of reading on paper, you know, people can miss that, that if you're not touching paper. So compared with paper, screens also drain more of our mental resources while we're reading, and they make it a little harder for us to remember what we've read. And screens, e-readers, smartphones, and tablets, they do interfere with intuitive navigation of a text. And they inhibit people from mapping the journey in their minds. So those are just a few things to think about when we're thinking about digital technology versus just reading books. When reading on screens, people are less inclined to engage in what psychologists called metacognitive learning regulation, which are strategies that set specific goals, like rereading a difficult section or checking on how much someone understood. So... You know, you use technology when it's positive and it's helpful. And at the same time, make sure that you have plenty of books in your home and that you are getting that tactile experience of turning the page. So thanks for being a great listener and allowing us into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned to the station with me, Cynthia Bryan, and with Health Matters and our host there, Heather Brittany so that we can bring you some expert advice, fun and success, and we can also bring you other guest experts. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of our signature books, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. To make a donation or get more information about the charity, visit btsya.org. Make sure to tune in to our teen show on Voice America Kids. That's at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And as always, our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate every moment of your life and do read a book. Make it be the star you are. Here are three surefire steps that are going to take you from wishing upon a star to being one. Speak as if you... Your dreams already exist. Act as if they exist, and they will exist. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember all that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I thank you and encourage you to reach for the stars. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be together next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk then. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.